Welcome, everybody. This is Radio Free Professional Wrestling. Merry Christmas, everybody. We are so excited to, to have you guys here today. And we are here with the Living Legends, and we are going to be doing the best of worst of, or what we call it, 2023 Winston Awards. We're here with two living legends, David Brightley and Sean. And how are you guys doing today? Well, Jake, I just got done opening all my presents, and I'm basically happy with everything I got. Had a good Christmas dinner. Now I'm here with you and David trying to debate what is the best and worst of 2022 in professional wrestling. So I'm all for it. How's your gift-giving uh, skills today, David? <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely delightful. I've got a 10-year-old or 9-year-old, sorry. Um, uh, and um, it, despite my age, I, I still don't know how we've ended up like that. But we got a 9-year-old and she's had an absolute delight because she still believes it's lovely. However, I'm now, while we record, waiting for my Yorkshire puddings to rise. Make your own jokes. <laughs> All right. Now let's not waste any time, guys. Should we get going to the to the categories? Okay, Jake. Lead us off first category. All right. So let's start off with the uh, the good side of the Winston Awards. Let's start off with Male Wrestler of the Year. So definitely a tough category every year, guys. So let's start with you, David. Sam Punk, it will be something that I will reiterate all the way through it because, you know, we listen to this podcast regularly. Um, there was that big question, seven-year gap, has he still got it? Can he still do it? But there was the picture of what he did, and this is something that I will reiterate as we go down the Winstons, of what he did for AEW. Um, so it's not necessarily about you know the best wrestler of such because will osprey for me is still a pound for pound best wrestler but will osprey hasn't yet done for new japan what punk did for aew in such a short time well i'm gonna jump in there david uh i did pick will osprey uh this year because like all around in ring he just continues to uh, con uh, continues to entertain me uh, each and every year unfortunately mm -hmm. i did not watch uh, outside of the g1 i did not i did not watch as much uh new japan as i used to in previous years uh but still whenever i watch uh, especially in the g1 he had fantastic matches uh, with Shingo Takagi, uh, that amazing final against Kazuchika Okada, yeah. and uh, yeah. he had, an, and also a fantastic match at Rev Pro uh, that I saw a couple days ago against Ricky yes. Knight Jr., uh, which is a fantastic match. So Jr. is one to watch. He really is. Sarai's brother, um, you know, just quality yeah so will osprey i would say he's he's my uh, uh wrestler of the year my honorable mention goes to dax harwood as far as like an, an in-ring performer you know just as one half one half of the the best tag team right now but you know every time he he, he just kills it in the ring uh he, he he's he's very versatile what he does is pure storytelling so i'm gonna give an honorable mention to him and sean last but not least you you know jake is kind of scary because we are on the same wavelength here on the very first category because my male wrestler of 2022 is one half of the best tag team of this generation. He is no other than Dats Hardwood. He had had the best 2022 possible. FTR had three world title championship belts heading into the end of the year. He had an amazing match with him and Daniel Bryanson. And this is going to lead into 2023. Where Daniel Bryanson, good job. <laughs> Are we still harping on the fact that I was doing the other name for like half the year? I'm facepalming right now. I'm with you. <laughs> anyway, what's next, Jake? Is, what, what category is the best Brian Danielson, son, son, son? Or then, yeah, the next Daniel Bryanson uh, award. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, let's move on to female wrestler of the year. Let's start with you, Sean. Well, Jake, my female wrestler of the year currently does not work for a wrestling promotion. And somehow, some way, <laughs> Bob Kapoor over the past year has made me get to this point where I'm naming Mandy Rose my female wrestler of 2022. She had a 400 plus day reign as NXT Women's Champion. She beat KLR two times. She beat Satamora and B Priestley in the same match to unify the titles with the UK titles. So who could have a better 2022 than Mandy freaking Rose? Yeah, that's that, that's a good point right there. Uh, let's let's go with, let's go with you, David. Next. <laughs> Um, Sean's, Sean's mentioned all my honourable mentions, which is Sakamura, Kaylee Ray. You, you know I'm heavily down on um, ladies wrestling because I just want them to be able to wrestle rather than being there for the right reasons. But I can't look past um, Britt Baker. Um, I really, really can't. 
everything she's done. Again, an honourable mention for Jamie Hayter is currently, because um, in the a, the AEW um, women's division is a mess. The WWE's isn't much better with them less letting Sasha Banks go and uh, the the state of play with Charlotte Flair. It makes makes me wonder tremendously. But Britt Baker doesn't seem to do much wrong, so she gets my vote. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, David. Uh, this is like a little bit more of a tougher category for me. Uh, I did go between uh, two uh, two gals uh, between Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. I decided to go with Jamie Hayter. Uh, because uh, she really uh, proved herself this year, uh, especially at full gear. And then the crowd was definitely began to uh, get behind her uh, yeah. in the latter part of 2022. So, and she's definitely improved a lot and she definitely uh, proved herself constantly. So, and you know, finally she's the champion. So I'm going to go with Jamie Hayter this year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good choice. All right. Probably the, the toughest category uh, in all of professional wrestling, uh, podcasting and journalism and analysis match of the year. This is a controversial category that I would say mm-hmm. here because because like there's going to be a lot of arguments, a lot of debates, and definitely a lot of a lot of fights about this. So I'm going to start. There are a lot of honorable mentions for me, and I'm just going to mention a couple of them. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell. Uh, that was a. Uh, I mean, I was there live. Uh, in at the Allstate Arena, I mean, it definitely helps when you're there live. Anyway, um, you know, with Cody Rhodes having the uh, having the arm injury and having the bruising on his triceps, um, uh, yeah, it was, and still having the performance that he uh, showed out there, can't give him credit enough. I mean, he was fantastic, and Seth Rollins being such a an amazing heel, and those two just knocked it out of the park at Hell in a Cell. My other honorable mention uh, uh, is FTR versus Aussie Open at uh, Royal Quest and from, uh, from New Japan. Yeah, it was it was such a fun match, and Aussie Open uh, really. I mean, th- that was pretty much like the first uh, uh, time I saw uh, Aussie Open doing a full length match, and then it was it was pretty amazing uh, uh, seeing that uh, match. But my number one would be Death Before Dishonor, the two out of three falls between FTR versus the Briscoes. Uh, when I bought the pay per view, I pretty much had a level of expectation, and they've overexceeded it. Uh, it's just it was one hell of a match. Uh, so great between those two, and uh, yeah, I mean, but look, they they just prove like you know, you know, FTR they continue to they they, they really are the greatest right now. So um, I'm I'm gonna give it to FTRs versus the Briscoes, and obviously the Briscoes they're so good, and with the the charismatic uh, the charisma that they have, and uh, they're really two like definitely two polar opposites, but uh, complete chemistry in the ring right there. And uh, let's switch it to you, David. Okay, um, this is gonna be a bit spooky. Um, my honorable mentions go to the I Quit match between Spike Trevay and Cara Noire out of progress even though the ending was slightly predictable in the way that um, spoiler alert um, Tom Dawkins real life wife gets utilised in the I quit um, I really really enjoyed that match I thought it was well worth checking out my second honourable mention goes to Clash at the Castle Drew versus Roman thoroughly invested in that particularly as a Brit even my wife we were on holiday in the Isle of Wight and, and we were watching it in the hotel room uh, my wife got involved in that the only thing that spoiled that was the ending and the Tyson Fury bit what's his name Sackle got introduced uh, um, that that spoiled it slightly, but it was still a memorable match. But unfortunately, because I don't like to be predictable, I agree with you, Jake. Death, death before dishonor, the two out of three falls match, head and shoulders match of the year for me. Sean. Okay, gentlemen, I'm kind of with you, but first, David, you are correct. Carter Wall versus Spike, probably the best match I saw outside of North America in 2022. Great storytelling, probably the few of the year. Gentlemen, I'm going to be probably somewhat recently biased here, but... Give me the double dog collar match between FTR and the Bristols from Final Battle 2022. Gentlemen, that was the Cristiano, that was the Chef's kiss to a yep. great feud. It was yep. a great combination uh, as well. I Meaning, yeah, I can't, can't go wrong with that. I can't argue with any of the choices and any of the honorable mentions. They're all... They're all good stuff. All right, guys. This one's another uh, interesting category. A breakout male wrestler of 2022. Start with you. This is going to be predictable, but I think he's finally done it, bearing in mind the history and the feuds that he'd been in up to this year, and that's MJF. Because we've all seen the promise, but it's never been utilised by AEW until this year. Now, whether that was out of necessity or whether it's the long-term plan, I really, really don't know. But he actually has gone 
from being what we know, a very, very good mid-card heel, one of the best to actually being on top of the pile. And to me, that's breakout. You know, when you've gone from being mid-card. And I think, again, I'm going to mention his name again. I think CM Punk and um, William Regal in, in the latter half has a lot to do with that. Okay. that's Yeah, that's, that's a definitely You think about one. the stuff he did with... You think about the ridiculous stuff he did with Jericho. You yeah, know, the dancing and, and stuff. And to go from that to where he is now, where we've, we've all seen the talent, you have to be a buffoon not to see how talented the guy is. And they've finally done it. They've finally actually got him from pissing about and being lower mid-card to actually being top of the pile and a big star that you want to see. It's it's must-see television with him. And he's now finally positioned uh, where he's supposed to be as a serious... Uh, yeah. as a cocky heel and then finally being the champion and yeah. then you wonder like you know and, and you want to see this guy uh, uh, lose the title i mean that's that's how you definitely feel when you're in the uh, uh, in the arena like you you just love to hate him yeah that's what yeah that's what a proper heel supposed to be and then you know which which is a rare commodity these days yeah how about you sean okay gentlemen I'm going to the other side of the coin here because my breakout male performer of 2022 is no other than Ricky Starks. We have seen this gentleman progress through the year with match after match. And finally, he's coming into 2023 as possibly one of the two top baby faces in the promotion for AEW. And he has had a great run. I remember him in NWA and he was fresh. And that was the era of NWA when he had James Storm, Eli Drake, and the dude stood out. Now he's getting a chance to do it on a bigger platform. And there's sky's the limit for Ricky Starts in 2023. Yeah, definitely. Cannot disagree with you there. My person definitely, well, to me, definitely had a breakout here during his excursion uh, in AEW uh, and the United States and con- continually impresses me. Makes me want to uh, watch um, a little bit more DDT this year. And I'm going to go with Kanosuke. Takeshita. I'm really happy that AEW has finally assigned him to be full-time, uh, and they announced it full gear, and to me, AEW needs to do whatever it takes to get Takeshita more uh, up and up, more on the card. Uh, he's, an, he's an absolute breakout star uh, for me this year, so a, a guy who remembers names, and then you know Takeshita is absolutely that dude that continually just knocks it out of the park for me, so I'm going to go with Takeshita. Right, they, they continue to get the follow-up rights. That's all that matters. So, yeah, so good choices there. Next up, is the other side of the pile there a breakout female wrestler let's start with you david oh boy now this is one i really really struggle with because again i think i can't look beyond jamie hater because again you're looking over the period of 12 months of where she started in january as a sidekick at best to becoming the the, the main belt title holder you know there's some honorable mentions in wwe but they they're never used right um and and it, I I find it extremely hard work. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna go with Jamie Hayter. Yeah, not bad of a choice there. I'm gonna go to NXT for this category. I'm gonna go with Cora Jade. She first made her waves as one of the faces of NXT 2.0, positioned as a babyface skater girl, and that gimmick would prove to become stale uh, fairly quickly. But you know, partnering with Roxanne Perez uh, to winning the the women's tag team championship and then jade would then shock her fans shock the fans by attacking her partner and then they would vacate the belts before feuding uh while cora was liked by fans as a baby face in 2021 her heel turn really proved that she has the it factor and has what it takes to be uh, a major star in at least in women's wrestling as nxt rolls into 2023 hopefully you know fans can expect an even better year for cora jade as the generation of jade continues yeah she Really impressed me this year, so I'm going to go with Cora Jade. How about you, Sean? Well, Jake, speaking about Cora Jade for a second, you know her heel turn there, I thought for a second that might have been the kiss of death, but she kind of impressed me, kind of like Bailey. I thought she was one of those people who can never be a true heel, and her heel character is so much better than the babyface character they gave her. So good choice yeah, by you. Definitely, yeah, that, yeah, definitely had my doubts too, but uh, yeah, she really proved me wrong. So, But I'm going to take the other half of that tag team. I'm taking Roxanne Perez as my female breakout star of 2022. She started off the year as RLH Women's Champion, and she ends the year as NXT Women's Champion. Who else has had a better 22 than Roxanne Perez? That is my shucky duck duck quack quack moment of the day. Shucky shucky duck quack quack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. We'll talk about that in the uh, in the worst of categories in a little bit. So a little bit of a preview there. All right. Next category, guys. 
Uh, promotion of the year. For me, like, you know, uh, even though they have their flaws uh, this year, obviously, and there's there still has some um, to fix on, um, I'm still have to go with AEW this year. And some of the flaws they are, they can the TV shows, the pay-per-views uh, excites me and entertains me. They fly by really fast. And in terms of, like, you know, pure bell-to-bell wrestling, they're still the best to me. So an honorable mention probably will uh, probably go to Impact because, um, you know, as they had a tough go-around uh, the past few years. And this year, they've definitely gone better in that Tremendous talent like Speedball Mike Bailey, uh, Josh Alexander. But yeah, my, my promotional year will still be AEW this year. Let's go to you, Sean. Okay, Jake. This was the hardest category for me to pick a winner with. Because, true, every promotion has its flaws and it has its good sides. So, looking through the whole year, I want to say AEW is my choice. I have not always agreed with the way the direction has been going in AEW. But overall, for the year, they had a better performance than WWE Impact. Or even the NWA. (laughs) (laughs) That's a preview for the worst of categories, so stay tuned for that, guys. And finally to you, David. Yeah, I can't argue with what YouTube said. For eight for eight months of the year, bearing in mind we're looking over the whole of 2022, you, had, you, you it was must-see television. Particularly since from the March point of where all the superstars arrived, you had what you know Regal coming up in March at Revolution. I think it was it was it was must-see television, and I can't argue with that. My personal feelings towards Khan and um, the EVP, shall we say, um, irrelevant of that. We're looking at this honestly over the year, and I can't. AEW was yeah, head and shoulders above the rest. Mm. I think one question I'll put out to you guys uh, before we move on uh, is that uh, what would you like to see different uh, next year? Uh, you know, to, maybe to fit your taste better. For me personally, uh, I'm really happy that uh, we're gonna have like a new, uh, some sort of a new look and a new presentation uh, now that AEW has brought in Mike Mansuri uh, to to probably help with the the production, and the presentation of the look of Dynamite and Rampage. But yeah, for me, what really sticks out to you in terms of like you know changes you personally want to see uh, in 2023? Okay, Jay, I'll jump in here. I want to see AEW have a better focus on the women's division. Now I know they have a lot of titles in AEW. But their female roster is large enough where they can have a female tag team division. So I would love to see a stronger push to the females. And maybe just maybe hopefully top TNT into giving them like another hour TV so they can do more wrestling. Um, For me, it's quite simple. Get rid of Kenny and the Young Bucks. And actually get rid of them. Get rid of them because they drag that, they drag that program down for me. Um, we're coming off yet another... No, I'm sorry, mate. I, I'm genuinely serious. They showed when they were off television injured that the programming didn't suffer for it. Maybe Jericho not being in Khan's ear so much, getting himself over as well. We saw it in the last last um, episode of Dynamite um, that's, that's gone out, and, and, and it just taints it. Because you, you can see it in the booking. You can see it in the performances of, of who's running the show, and it isn't Tony Khan. Yeah, you can definitely see some fingerprints uh, there. So it's, it's yeah, it's uh, definitely one they need to work on. I got to say, uh, another shout-out honorable mention I have to uh, give out uh, for this category uh, will probably be Stardom because, like, they, they probably have the best women's roster in the world right now uh, with Suri, Mei, Watani, obviously Kyrie uh, there. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've started to watch more Stardom this year that I should have had that I should have had, uh, in previous years. So that's definitely another honorable mention to them. Uh, Avi, and uh, the next category, and uh, I'll be shocked if we don't get a clean sweep here. It's uh, best on the mic in the male side of things. And uh, mm-hmm. for me, I'm just going to say I'm just going to say Maxwell Jacob Friedman and uh, nothing more to go along there. David? Well, you're wrong because I'm going to go with Spike Trevay, who is the English equivalent of Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Look at his promos, and I'm just being hometown biased here. Um, and I'll be interested to see where Sean goes from this. Because you're actually probably right, Jake, but I'm pulling hometown biased. I've watched this career suddenly come from him being a no nobody in progress to running the roost. And he is absolutely fantastic. Sean? Okay, Jake, if you haven't watched Progress Wrestling and you haven't seen Spike Purvey cut a promo, there is no cheering for Spike Purvey. The whole Progress crowd hates him to death. They want to see him get beaten. Now, in AEW, MJF, people cheer him. He can say some stuff that is totally hillish, but he gets cheered. Now, gentlemen, I'm not going for either of your choices. I'm going with Sir 
William Regal. Lord Stephen Regal is my best on the mail 2022. Can't argue with that either. I mean, can't yeah, can't disagree with that. I mean, and especially on commentary when yeah, just uh, having that uh, little that little funny affection with uh, Excalibur calling yeah, him. Fantastic. Oh, man with the mask. Man with, how are you, man with the mask, Miss uh, yeah. Mr. Shivani? Uh, Mr. Ross, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's genius. Um, we do, you know, anyone. Um, still, still anyone genius, yeah. yeah. Fair shout, yeah. Sean. Well, thank you. That's a good one, yeah. <laughs> That's a nice one. That's a nice one. I think a little a harder category for this one. I'm kind of interested in what everyone thinks of this. Um, best on the mic, for the, in the female side of things. Start with you, Sean. Well, Jake, David, I have a very first three-time winner for the Winston Churchill Awards, as I'm keeping this category to, we may want to call it the Britt Baker Award, because Britt Baker is my best female on the mic for 2022. Yeah, I mean, you know, other than Britt, I mean, I can't see anybody that would be, like, that is, like, that spectacular on the mic, and uh, cons- and continuously uh, puts out, like, you know, amazing promos, and so natural and organic which is what Britt Baker is in terms of like, you know, speaking ability and confidence on the mic. That's not nervous. That That's uh that's more confidence, not nervous a lot. So on uh, any more. So yeah, I mean, Britt Baker is an obvious choice for me. Clean sweep. Move on. Clean sweep. <laughs> there you go. Not, nothing else. Nothing else. Needs no, to be said. Up to that. Nothing else needs to be said. Next up. Really interested in, in this one. Now, uh, pay-per-view or premium live event of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, I'm, I'm starting to get used to premium live event now, so I, I kind of like that term now. <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, let's start with you, David. Um, I've got two that, that, that immediately spring to mind with the disappointment of Wrestle Kingdom this year, which is normally a perennial nominee um, or perennial about there, but that was disappointing this year. Fingers crossed for January. I've got two, um, the, the honourable mention even, Clash at the Castle, was really cynical about that show, really cynical about that show, and it delivered, and it really was a hugely entertaining show. Always helped by a British crowd, and I'm not being biased here, or, but, you know, it's the it's the it's it's a Chicago, New York, and Philadelphia crowd all mixed into one, if you know what I mean. But my winner is Final Battle. I know we're just coming fresh off that, mm-hmm. but I cannot fault that that pay-per-view um i really enjoyed it yeah usually i'm not a fan of recency bias uh but with final battle i mean it was it was that good and uh definitely a great uh year definitely a, a great way to cap off the year for ring of honor so yeah, i can't uh can't disagree with you that david so let's go with you sean okay D- david and jake i'm also picking ring of honor final battle 2022 i'm here us coming back onto the show after this event and we were all saying it was so worth the money. I put down 40 bucks to see this show live on a Saturday afternoon. And I was entertained. And I came away with it thinking, that was $40 well spent. And in 2022, that's hard to say about any wrestling promotion. Yeah, my honorable mention is Final Battle. And just as you said, Sean, uh, $40 well spent. That's hard to say about any combat sport uh, pay-per-view these days, pretty much. Um, yeah, uh, regardless of, you know, if it's going to be MMA or boxing or wrestling. So can't agree, can't disagree with you with that. Uh, my honor, honorable mention uh, is Clash of the Castle. A tremendous uh, pay, a tremendous uh, pay-per-view in there. Uh, obviously, Sheamus versus Gunther. One hell of a match. And obviously, Wales. I mean, and, and the UK in general, Britain in general, it's just an amazing crowd. We we American fans need to learn from you, uh, you guys, uh, David. So <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely a fact there. Another honorable mention is um, is uh, Full Gear. We got a great show from there. Uh, but I'm going to be biased here because uh, it always um, jumps jumps it up. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you, uh, you when you attend live, so. Yeah. I'm going to go with Forbidden Door because it's no, yeah because it's I it was so it was so it was so magic to see Kazuchika Okada, Hiroshi Tanahashi live and it was at the United Center uh, obviously where you know the Blackhawks, the Bulls it's it's it, it was in a a major league arena and you got to see these uh these talented guys from New Japan Obviously Moxley uh yeah obviously Moxley versus uh, Tanahashi was an amazing match and I got to see Will Ospreay live, so which is that that one is fun in itself. So yeah, I'm gonna go with AEW and New Japan Forbidden Door, and I'm kind of curious to see where the what where the um, AEW New Japan relationship will go in 2023. You know, Jack, that was one of the few times I was jealous of you in 2022 for the fact that you were able to attend that event live. 
because I would have tried my best to get there, and I was like, dang it, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they definitely come again, like, you know, hopefully you'll hopefully you'll score some tickets. So yeah, I'm coming. Go, out, I'm, getting on, I'm getting on. I'm getting on aircraft, mate. I'm coming to check you out. <laughs> I mean, you know, all the, all the, you know, what people said about Orange Cassidy. I mean, like, you know, Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy at Forbidden Door was one hell of a match. So, like, you know, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, to be fair. Yeah, to be fair. So, yeah, so that's pay-per-view or premium live event of the year. Uh, the next one, the next category, and I'm also curious to see where everyone goes with this. It's announcer of the year. My choice, it's probably one... Uh, I, for me, in terms of like you know, great announcer, it's the one that to me for wrestling for wrestling announcer, it's one that doesn't take the spotlight and let he lets stories breathe and let the talent be the actual stars. He just interprets it uh, in in the commentary. And for me, might be a surprising choice for some. It's Jimmy Smith on Monday Night Raw, and because like he he's mostly in the background. Uh, he just lets he just interprets the story that's going on in the ring, and uh, he's also you know uh, uh, he's also an actual sports commentator, a sports announcer um, um, in in the in the outside, obviously with Bellator MMA uh, in the UFC as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for someone that hasn't been a fan of wrestling in like twenty plus years, I mean, Jimmy Smith uh, knows how to um, tell the stories that are going on and uh, the characters that are that are in the ring. So I'm gonna go with. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Jimmy Smith. It's kind of unfortunate that he did not get renewed um, uh, on Monday Night Raw, and uh, it's fortunate that he's not with the company anymore. But, uh, yeah, that's who I'm going with. How about you, David? I will always give an honorable mention to Mr. Corey Graves because I'm a huge fan of his, quite simply back to when he was a wrestler. Um, I you know, watched him a lot of Sterling James Keenan, and I've always been a fan of the bloke. Um, so Corey, Corey Graves gets my honorable mention. But my my personal um, announcer of the year is someone who's been the best wrestling announcer for about three or four years now, in my opinion, and that's Ian Riccoboni. Ian Riccoboni is uh, amazing. He's also my honorable mention. So, yeah, I mean, can't go wrong with him. And uh, I'm kind of happy that uh, whatever you say about the Ring of Honor uh, stuff on, on Dynamites, I'm really happy that he's uh, gotten more, like, you know, yeah. mic time on, uh, at least on AEW Dynamite. Yeah. All right, let's go to you, Sean, last but not least. Well, Jake, I agree with you. I feel like Jimmy Smith was so underappreciated, so I'm happy that you made him your choice for 2022. Now, David, I'm going to agree with you. Ian Rickenbody is my choice for 22 best announcer. And we're just talking about what could AEW do to improve in 2023. Him and Caprice Coleman should be on Rampage being the team for that Ooh. show. Let everybody yes. have a day Good off show. and let them run an hour on Friday night. Yep. Those guys need a show to themselves. Yep, that's a great show. Mm -hmm. I, I want to ask you guys, uh, this is uh, off topic for a little bit, but uh, do you guys still think Jim Ross still has a place in weekly commentary, uh, no. in your guys' opinion? No, not at all. I will say Unfortunately, he's a legend. He's a legend, and he's been let go too long. He's not He's not ad hoc with the current product. It'd be like bringing Cornette back, uh, as good as Cornette is, and I love Jimmy, but he's not. It, the, the current wrestling product is not what he likes and what he loves. And it shows in the commentary. Mm -hmm. I would just stick him to like you know the big the big matches like you know the like special special events or like the pay per views. So yeah, I, I kind of agree with you that. So it serves like weekly, like weekly shows. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I kind of agree with you there. Um, how about you, Sean? I'm going to second all your guys' opinions here. I feel like Jim Ross wrote and AW should be born backstage, and he should do like the special interviews backstage leading up to pay per views. And that's about it, because I feel like Tony Khan needs to have a come-to-Jesus moment here. And just be honest with Jim Ross and saying, hey, Jim, <laughs> you've done a good service for us, but we just need to take you in a new direction. Mm, yeah, which is kind of unfortunate, because, like, you know, I've, uh, you know, you know, I mean, he's the greatest of all time, in my opinion. So, but, you know, right now he's currently doing AEW Rampage. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's doing okay um, every week, but um, I'm, I'm not as annoyed as he was, like, you know, last year. Um, he's not doing as much much of the you know um you know the the dickish comments in in my opinion so or like the passive aggressive ones so uh but that's that's just a little bit of a outside a complaint there so we we did announcer of the year uh this one's another one uh that's i'm curious to get your uh, guys takes on it's it'll be the two-man group which is a good announced team of the year for me uh i'm gonna go with kevin kelly and chris charlton especially watching the g1 this year i mean 
I can even like you know see those two as like you know uh, as a uh, actual combat sports uh, announcers because those because Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton, I mean I really love uh, what they do and they really bounce off each other well and they they explain you know explain the proper moves and um, and newcomers in the G1 uh, explain their backgrounds and uh, yeah I mean and Chris Charlton. I uh, really love uh, listening to his analysis um, whenever he does commentary for New Japan. So, and obviously Kevin Kelly, uh, he's really good whenever I see him or hear him uh, do commentary. So, yeah, Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton for me. Let's go to you, David. Um, Sean already mentioned them, Caprice and Ian. Um, your your choice for uh, your choice of Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton is is an excellent one, but they don't you know don't I don't personally hear enough of them. We're not having New Japan World. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so I'm going to comment on what I've heard a lot of, which is Ring of Honor television and, and every Ring of Honor show, and, and that's Caprice and Ian. So, yeah, whilst I've got no issue with your... I can see totally why you've called it, Jake. That's my choice. Sheamus! <laughs> that's a good one. All right, Sean. Well, I'm going to piggyback here off of David. I'm going to take Egan Rickenbody and Caprice Coleman as my choice for 2022. But you made a excellent choice in your selection of Kevin Kelly. They make New Japan World worth $9.99 a month for us Americans to listen and watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. And it's just like sitting down in a class watching film with those two guys calling matches. Yeah. It's a little bit less for me too. It's it's only eight it's only eight eighty nine a month for me here. Uh I don't know why, but uh but yeah, I mean New Japan World and then Kevin Kelly also does the alternate uh, alternate commentary for classic New Japan uh, matches as well. Especially like you know the the classic tournaments like the 94 Super J Cup. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, who would have thunk? Who would have thunk it? You know, Kevin Kelly being being a part of the best of list. I don't know if you had said that like, you know, 25 years ago <laughs> when he was, you know, when he was part of the WWF. But yeah, I mean, I love Kevin Kelly. I mean, he's he's spectacular. All right. I mean, I'll be shocked if we not see a, a clean sweep here. Uh, I mean, to me, it should have been should be obvious. But l- let's see what you guys say for tag team of the year. And uh, we'll start with you, David. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the obvious. I'm going with FTR. Honorable mentions for the Smoking Aces and Pretty Deadly for me over the last year. Um, but yeah, you can't. I don't think I need to explain my FTR. Sean? Well, I want to keep this short and simple. I'm going to agree with David. FTR is my choice for 2022 Tag Team Mel. Yeah, yeah, it's an obvious clean sweep. Uh, I want to see more from FTR uh, next year. Hopefully they'll do uh, a stint in New Japan uh, because they have the IWGP titles. And uh, please, like, TK, I mean, come on. I mean, they're the best uh, characters you have. So, I mean, it should be very obvious that uh, you need to do put more of them uh, in 2023. So, yeah. I mean, Dave is shaking his head and agreeing with me right there. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I just... Um... I, I just think that they're never gonna they're never gonna while the books are there. I refer you to my honourable point. I can't disagree with anything you two have said, but it's never gonna happen while the books are there. Yeah, I mean, you know, there there is still that internal conflict and the personal conflict with the Bucks. Um, so kind of unfortunate that it's still there. But uh, uh, my honourable mention will be Aussie Open. Uh, they yeah they really they really shined uh, whenever I see them in New Japan and uh, they're, they're pretty spectacular in what they do so but yeah FTR is a clean sweep for me <laughs> this is a funny one kind of amusing one uh, tag team of the year on the female side of things and um, huh? yeah oh did oh did did you not see this yet David <laughs> no I'm wondering when we're gonna get onto the bad stuff because that's what I'm looking forward to I don't like blowing smoke up people's bums. <laughs> No, it's fine. Uh, let's start with you, Sean. Okay, so I added this category this year because I felt like we should divide these best of awards between the genders. So my female tag team of the year, and David, you like one half of this tag team. It's Tasha Attraction. It's Gigi Dolan and her partner. I feel like they best women's tag team in NXT right now. They have been a two-time NXT tag team champions. And hopefully, hopefully, Triple H, if you're listening to this podcast, can we get Gigi Dolan up on the main roster, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's Can't right. You can cut me out now. He's right. Jake, what do you think? <laughs> I'm going to go with a more humorous one here because, uh, I mean, the latter part of 2022, they weren't a part of, but they uh, made a lot of news headlines as far as like in the, in, in the wrestling news bubble. Uh, I'm going to go with Sasha and Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair one <laughs> because they, they they now have a lot of leverage uh, behind them and you know uh, and you know a lot a lot of people like uh, uh are behind them and what they did and and decide to stick up for themselves so yeah i mean i mean i decide uh have this in a more humorous way 
that's a pretty good choice too because i feel like they had a very good run there for a while in 2022 and they just finally decided to stand up for themselves and did the right thing by leaving the company (laughs) it didn't work did it (laughs) (laughs) so i decided to pick them there so bad stuff bad stuff bad stuff (laughs) all right three more good categories and then we'll switch on to the worst of categories so looking forward to that so stay tuned ladies and gentlemen was there um kind of here's that you uh, put this uh, here uh, sean so uh breakout tag team uh what did you uh, put down okay so i knew ftr had a really solid 2022 so i knew the three of us were probably gonna pick ftr to be the tag team champions for like 2022 so i wanted to do highlight another tag team so i thought why don't we do breakout tag team and david i'm faking pretty deadly to be my breakout tag team of 2022 they were freaking excellent in nst uk they came over to nst now, they had a little bit of a bumpy run here in NST 2.0. Hopefully, if Triple H is listening to the show, bring them up to the main roster because these guys are ready for main event TV. Well, yeah, I can't argue with that. Um, they were my honorable mentions. It would be pretty deadly with Smoking Aces just up uh, behind them. Again, if you get a chance, YouTube Smoking Aces, pretty deadly. I have, again, I mentioned it last week. I've had no end of social media discussions about Pretty Deadly with with North American viewers who have gone, who are these? I've not seen these before. You're not really a wrestling fan, son, are you? Go back in your box. And yeah, I think they're absolutely fantastic. I think they gel well. I think the gimmick, if used right, and this is the important thing, particularly in North America, and I will respect this, they've got to use the gimmick of two English posh boys right, because otherwise it will backfire on them. But yeah, pretty deadly all the way. My breakout tag team of the year is Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher, uh, Aussie Open. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I, I really like them. Really? Yeah. I mean, hey, hey, I didn't see them a lot of, like beforehand, but uh, I mean, obviously in New Japan, and you know, they're I, I, I kind of like uh, what they did. Uh, what they did. I mean, obviously against FTR, and uh, you know, tremendous with you know in AEW too. So, but and also uh, great matches against the Motor City Machine Guns, uh, in, in my opinion. So I'll just say them. <laughs> I know, yeah, David's, David's kind of weird on that, too. <laughs> I don't know, I just don't think they break out. I, 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 they're a great tag team, absolutely brilliant tag team. Just for me, I've seen an awful lot of them over the five or six years for me to call them breakout, that's all. That's my point. Okay, well, let's move on back to a best backstage interviewer. Ooh. 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 Yeah, this is pretty- Sean. You need you have you need more time on your hands or less time on your hands. I'm not sure which. <laughs> Let's start with you, David, first. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stick you. I'll teach you to disagree with me. <laughs> yeah. Um, backstage interviewer. Oh, wow. I would have said up until her AEW run, Mrs. Moxley, but that's not exactly been um, outstanding. Um, she hasn't been there too long, as well. Uh, to be uh, to be fair, uh, yeah. So I only. I'll, I want to see like you know more of what she can do like throughout the year. Yes, uh, well. yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely, Jake. Um, that's the one that immediately springs to mind. But unfortunately, when she, I had no issue with her going to AW. Um, and you know because she's known as a, she's not just known like like you said it with the, with Jimmy Smith and stuff like that. She's known as a, a sports lady, not just you know a wrestling. Uh, a wrestling girl, but um, yeah, Renee, Renee for me. I can't think of anyone else off, off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Sean. Okay, gentlemen, I've added this character this year just for one person in mind because I feel like she has done such an excellent job in a promotion that was not always the best <coughs> in 2022. And Boris, this is a shout out to you, the hardest working female backstage reporter in all of the Oh WWE, gosh, McKinney Mitchell. Oh gosh, are you okay. serious? You've been drinking. NXT really influenced you, man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Mackenzie Mitchell, really? Yes. Have you had too much turkey? No, I feel like she has done good with a bad program. Okay, now now I can see why you decided to put this category out there. I'll be back. I'll go and compose myself. David's losing. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) let's get back on track here so we can get to the worst stuff. (laughs) For me, uh, for this category, I really like what she's done uh, personally and uh, pretty underappreciated in my opinion, uh, especially with, you know, like funny backstage quirks with Paul Heyman uh, on SmackDown. I'm going to go with Kayla Braxton. Uh, She really, she really is, you know, that good and witty. Uh, And then, and comes up with good uh, with good um, 
content off the park uh, that's just off a brand just immediately on on the spot. So especially with the uh, uh, backstage segments um, uh, with the Bloodline, uh, yeah. So just a tremendous um, good interviews with Roman Reigns and especially with Paul Heyman, which is very very funny uh, in it, in itself as well. So kind of like a little flirtatious vibe uh, in the back there, which is uh, which is pretty humorous. So I'm gonna go with Caleb Braxton. Jake, that was an excellent choice there. And that wraps up our best awards of 2022. So, Jake, ladies and gentlemen, let's move over to the other side, to the fun side. Yeah, are you guys ready to uh, just just be therapeutic and just seep all let's the, the shit off uh, off your off your bodies? <laughs> Do you want to build a snowman? No, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's the moment you've been waiting for. It's the worst of awards. And I'm looking forward to getting it all out, Jake. You are lovely. Sean is lovely. Me, not so much. <laughs> so let's uh, let's start let's start with you, David, on the worst male wrestler of the year. Who really no, pissed you? Who really pissed you off this no year? No brainer. 110 percent. Nick fucking Gage. You'll need your swear box, Sean. Uh, I, I, how he proceeds to draw money gets money through professional wrestling for what he does, bemuses me illogically. Um, and GCW and Nick Gage is going to come up a lot in these categories. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just don't get it. I, I, I don't get Nick Gage at all. I mean, like, you know, it's 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 part of, like, a to me, a bygone era of, you know, ECW has already done this. Like, you know, how can you... And then they they want to escalate it more. I mean, I'm just not a huge fan of it at all, David. But Seriously. ECW did it well. They did it well. Yes. Seen before. It was unique at the time. It had a niche. It had an audience. And you look back now at ECW compared to some of the some groups like CCW and GCW. ECW is relatively tight and actually had good storytelling too. So yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. in, in compared to in compared yeah. to these other garbage promotions, yeah. so. Uh, Sean, next to you. Okay, so my worst male wrestler of 2022 probably has led the worst faction of 2022. Allow me to introduce you to QT Marshall and the Factory. Because every time they get on TV, I want to get my remote and flip the channel. (laughs) Shout, shout, big lad. Yeah, my honorable mention is QT Marshall. Uh, I just can't stand the guy. And... uh, yeah, like like you said, it, it's really channel changing uh, for me. Uh, another honorable mention is the Miz. Uh, I'm just so sick and tired of him, in my opinion. And at, at this point, like you know, whatever he does, heel or face, uh, he just continues to annoy me, and not in a good way. Yeah, I mean, and he's been there too long. And then like you know, it's time for him to say goodbye, in my opinion. And just like just just go to like you know some other B-rated movies that he's done, and just focus on that. Just like yeah, seriously. Um, with all due respect, but my Number one pick for worst wrestler on the male side of things is the NWA World Heavyweight Champion Tyrus. Uh, he he's just atrocious. Like oh my goodness. Like especially at hard times when he's so brittle in the ring, uh, and he also has just a, a shitty attitude as well. Uh, and you know, and obviously he he has political views um, outside of wrestling too, uh, which is just atrocious too, in my opinion too. So yeah, Tyrus Tyrus wins it for me. Or formerly known as Brodus Clay. Uh, he just just go back to his uh, his crappy dancing and whatever he does. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you feeling better already, Jake? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Uh, worst wrestler on the female side of things is up next, <laughs> and uh, this is going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> what do you have first, Sean? Okay, guys. I feel like she wrestled maybe once or twice in NXT. She hosts a talk show on NXT. Do you remember Last Legend? Because she's my worst of 2022. Oh gosh, yeah, that is that's I f- completely forgot about them. Uh, <laughs> man, yeah, now that you remind me that, oh yeah, they're really atrocious. So uh, yeah, Jake, Pretty Daily couldn't save her from being bad. They tried to put her with Pretty Daily, yeah. and it brought Pretty that's Deadly down. Point. That's a good point. It made me. It made it more deadly. <laughs> you kidding me? Brought to the crowd to a to an utter death. Oh yeah. All right, let's move on to you, David. Right, I've got about 78 honourable mentions. <laughs> My, Believe it or not, I think I'm going to... Sean, if you'd have asked Sean this question on my behalf, Sean, I, Sean would have said one person is the answer. She isn't actually the answer. But 
Every time Tony Storm comes on, I turn my telly off. I cannot stomach her at any point. I think she's absolutely awful. But bizarrely, she isn't my winner. Um, my winner wrestled in 2022. And is one of the worst things from a female perspective I have ever seen. And quite simply, for one reason and one reason only, I'm going to put a logical spin on it. She injured people, and she injured people Badly, even more than Storm does. And she's pretty bad. And that's Nia Jax. Nia Jax should never, ever be allowed in a building that is that has wrestling on it. it. Just, no. Get away. Get away from an industry that I've loved since I was nine. And don't ever, don't ever come back. Because you are dangerous and you are in the wrong job. Yeah. Did she even wrestle a lot this year, in fact? <laughs> she did. If you remember, she did start with, she injured a couple of people and then she went away. Ah, uh, she's bad. <laughs> My pick for worst female wrestler, it, it, it's easy to pick talents that are like down the card, that are so like so crap down the card. But this person uh, continues uh, to be on the top, on one of the top uh, spots on the card and and I just don't get it at all. It's it's the TBS champion Jade Cargill. Yeah, I mean all she I mean all she does is just poses and say that you know she's the baddest bitch and uh, just n- pretty much nothing more than that. I mean she doesn't really like stand out to me as a you know as a charismatic performer. You know all she does like you know try to mow pe- mow her opponents down and just just nothing just nothing else out of that. So, I mean no no evolution to to her character whatsoever. Yep, fair point. Yeah, so. And she's, you know, she's the TBS champion, which, you know, it's another, you know, useless belt as is. She was in those 78 honorable mentions of mine. Yeah. (laughs) And and this is another fun category that we can definitely put out there. Uh, Worst match of the year. See what really pissed you off, bell to bell. Uh, David, what do you have for this category? Wow. Worst match of the year. I've got to be honest, I'm going to generalise it because I've really, really become to, come to dislike them and they're so formulaic, it's untrue. They all gel into one and that's anything involving the Young Bucks. Because it's just... <laughs> it's just so no, you think about it, mate. <laughs> And I watched Dynamite. I watched Dynamite with this in mind the, that's just gone with match five of the, the, the Series 7. It's... It's, it's a wrestling chant. It's the same old you-know-what. And it is. And I just, I've seen it. I've even got the DVD, although the dog ate one, genuinely. And I, I don't, yeah, anything involving them now leaves me cold. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not going to delve in uh, for it to avoid a debate there. But uh, for me, uh, the worst match of the year uh, came from WrestleMania. And uh, for some reason, uh, after Pat McAfee had a stellar performance uh, against Austin Theory, they could have just left it at that. Uh, But for some reason, the old guy uh, decides to take off his his suit and uh, bring out his uh, and bring his like, you know, his weak arms out uh, for everybody to see and have a pathetic performance against Pat McAfee. Yeah, which really out. brought it, which really brought it down. And but you know, it was humorous in the same time as well. So I'm going to go with Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee at WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, at least it didn't take too long, but uh, it was still, yeah, it, 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 it was still dragging as well. Sean, okay, Jake, I'm going to go back to one of your picks. I'm going to NWA Hard Times Three. Somewhere outside of New Orleans, Louisiana, it's that NWA World Title Triple Threat match that we saw Tyrus win the title. That was god awful. Yeah. Can't can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. I bought that pay per view just to watch you and your brother. <laughs> no, no, no. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was always ready. That was oh, back sorry. in June. That was ten times better than what that was. Sorry, apologies. Ah, uh, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, but that's a nice segue to our next uh, next category: the worst promotion of 2022. And this is going to be very fun for me. And I'm just going to let it out of the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, honorable me- honorable mention uh, to um, to GCW Game Change Wrestling. Uh, I think they really took a step back uh, this year. And normally, I would enjoy their events at uh, at WrestleMania weekend, uh, like Joey Janela's Spring Break and yeah. and um, Bloodsport. But you know, outside of that, like you know, it's just the same formulaic, like you know, garbage wrestling. And I don't think they evolved from that uh, pretty much. So that's that's definitely a choice there uh, that I'll. That I'll just give a shout out to. I mean, if they I mean, you know, 2023, I, I really hope they 
at least change course. And but you know, I'm not. Uh, I I kind of have my doubts on that too. Uh, but my worst promotion, and you know, it's sad for me to say because I was really up on them like three years ago when they brought uh, when they brought uh, brought it back. And you know, Nick Aldis, uh, you know, Tim Storm, and you know that that great culmination back at uh, All In in 2018 when it was for the uh, for the World Championship. You know, Cody Rhodes versus Nick Aldis. It was such an uh, an amazing an amazing match that I've now never forget. It's an amazing moment too. And they've took a huge downward spiral this year and it doesn't help when you got the owner of the company just constantly just to me is worse than Tony Khan uh he he just continues to doubles down on his booking decisions and just insults his fans by saying that oh if you don't like it don't watch and you know which we haven't seen TK said that yet but uh you know it just really gives it like a sour taste in my mouth so i'm going to say the National Wrestling Alliance is my worst promotion of 2022. Um, I'm the other way round. Honourable mention to the NWA. And I've, I've always been a big advocate of the NWA over the last three years. But this year, it really, really, I don't know what's gone wrong. They haven't really revealed what went wrong between Aldis and Corgan, but it went nasty somehow. And it's yeah. forced upon I agree you with you Nick, about. Yeah, you got Nick Aldis there and how they dropped the ball with him and just left him like in such a sour note uh dave like sorry to interrupt but uh you know just made made him go you know sideways and just just pissed him off personally too which is yeah it's really I, unfortunate i appreciate there. he had to drop the boat at some point you know it's wrestling sure you can't keep it you can't keep it forever but he need, he needed looking after and uh, i don't think corgan did it um but my again Jake and and we touched upon it and it's it's potatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. My my worst, uh, just because I'm biased and I really really struggle with them. And it will come on to worst show of the year um, when I still owe Sean a thousand apologies. Um, and ironically, I watched it again the other night just to make sure that I was that that right about it. But it's just game changer wrestling. Um Jordan Oliver needs to get the hell out of there and get to AEW um or even impact because he's he's one of the few diamonds in a pile of dog feces. Um and game changer wrestling needs to well just pack up. Great. Do you feel better already, David? Just like just oozing I'm the crap. I'll be on I'll be I'm getting there. I'll be, on, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> Sean, last but not least. Okay, so I'm going to make it the NWA because two years ago, they were my promotion of the year. I was on the bandwagon. I was beating the drum. And boy, have they let me down in 2022. And I still feel like I'm not going to their live show here in Knoxville in a month. Oh, yeah. I mean, how can you? Especially with Tyrus as the, the champion. You know, it just really pisses me off so much. Oh, <laughs> he's just so pathetic with his, like, you know, his his conspiracy theory, earth, uh, earth flatting bullcrap. <laughs> <laughs> Let it out, Jake. Come on. Ugh, it's uh, pathetic. Uh, I mean, you know, my my dad watches him on Fox News, and uh, I just uh, he he's a, he's a few contrib- contributor over there. I, mean, I just don't like. Why are you watching this guy? <laughs> Ugh. All right. Uh, move on from there. And yeah, the great category that you put down here, Sean. Who the hell gave them a mic on the male side of things? So let's start with you, David. Adam Page. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't disagree. I cannot disagree with that. that. With the punk stuff. He's yeah, a catalyst, and he's just, he's just crap on it anyway. I'll, um, so Adam Page, simple. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll at least give him some credit for trying, but uh, that that weird, all that weird um interaction with Punk, uh, leading up to Double or Nothing. Like I when I first when I first saw that segment, I was like, where was he trying to go with that? And he, he, uh, yeah, uh, where was he trying to go with that? And you know, and obviously led to where it was to where it went to and at all outs so behind the scenes. And you know, it's like it's like it, it just it just it just caused nothing but trouble, David. He was the catalyst for it. So um, yeah. you know, rights and wrongs on both sides, but he was the catalyst. Yeah. So uh, my choice. Uh, Look, I'll give him. I'll give this guy credit for at least you know improving a little bit for as far as like his presentation, his look. But to me, he's still very, still pretty stiff on uh, on the mic, and still not as convincing when he does a promo uh, to me. And I'm gonna go with Austin Theory. Uh, yeah, that was I mean, what I was expecting. Yeah, what were we gonna what were we gonna expect? No, no, I'll wait and see if Sean brings it up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but yeah, I mean. Like you know, as as decent as he is, uh, he, he's just still very 
you know, green in, in my opinion. So yeah, still has a lot, a lot to, a lot of improving to do. So, uh, in my opinion, Sean, how about you? Okay, Jake and David, I'm going to NST again. I'm taking Brooks and Jensen to tag team. If you saw a couple weeks ago, they had the the awful Pledge of Allegiance segment. But them on a mic is worth, it's cringeworthy. I'm sorry. They might look like a good tag team. I might accept them as a tag team. But let Fallon do the talking. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that's that's a good point. (laughs) Incidentally, Jake, I thought you were in your lead up to announcement. I thought you were talking about Jungle Boy. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I mean, you perfectly described him as well. Not that you were wrong, but you perfectly described him as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've gotten to I've gotten to uh, get along with, uh, a, little, a little bit, so, uh, but we'll see what he we'll see what uh, what he can do in twenty twenty three. But yeah, I mean he's still not not as organic as not as organic on the mic for Jungle Boy. So yeah, we'll just see it from there. So, but we'll just go to the other the other uh, side of the spectrum. There, um, um, there might be some uh, uh, some obvious picks here. Might be surprising picks here. <laughs> the female side of things in terms of who the hell gave them a mic? Uh, let's start with you, Sean. Okay, David, I'm about to blow your mind here because you know how much I like this person. But I have selected Anna J as my what the hell? Who gave them the mic? Because her being part of the Jericho Appreciation Society has totally killed the character that was Anna J. Yep, fair mate. Yeah, joining um, JAS uh, didn't really do, serve her well. Yeah, too. So, <laughs> Jake, you mentioned one earlier that could easily qualify for this, which is Jade Cargill. However. There is one very, very special moment this year that wins this competition, hands mm. down. And you know where I'm going. <laughs> it's you go a ahead, certain please. young lady, Marina Shafir. There's nothing will top that. Uh. Nothing will top that for me in the 2022 as a WTF promo moment. Yeah, ditto. And and you know what? I'm going to make it a tie this year. I'm going to say Marina Shafir and Vicky Guerrero. Uh, the, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Vicky Guerrero. Uh, look, she was she was great back in the day in WWE, but you know, what she does right now, kind of like borderline discriminatory and racist, and it just doesn't work work in what she does anymore. And you know, and yeah, Marina Shafir, just a terrible moment. Uh, just, just goodness gracious, awful. Uh, yeah, I can't. I, I love the way you think like that, there. Jake. That's some, yeah. um, you know. It's nice that young people. I mean, I, I, I'm not using this patronising, and I'm being a hundred percent serious. Serious. The, the fact that guys your age, um, you know, because there is a thirty year age age gap probably between us. Sure. Um, think like think like that. I think is I, I think is absolutely brilliant. And I'm I'm an old knacker that um that, that learned a lot about prejudice and a lot about you know political correctness in the right way and using it in the yes. right manner. Because I have I have parents who were horrendous, and when I'm starting to pick them up on on you know things, then I love the way when you speak like that. It it, it cheers me up. Uh, let's do a worst pay per view or premium live event of 2022, <laughs> David. Um, and this is again. I apologise to Sean. I apologise profusely because Sean bought this event on my my uh, advising, and it just shows how they've blown it. Game changer wrestling the world on. They actually got to book Hammerstein Ballroom in New York, premier uh, wrestling venue, and they had a hell of a they had a hell of a card. The Briscoes were on it, Moxley was on it, Homicide was on it, and they blew it. They absolutely blew it with their production, their pacing, their booking, the match quality. It was truly horrendous. And I made Sean buy it on my advice because I actually thought it would be a breakthrough event for them. And I said, Sean, look at this. Look at this docu. And and he did. And he went, yeah, that looks all right. But yeah, all right. I'll go ahead and buy it and we'll review it. And it was absolute dog. Mm. Uh, my pick uh, just happened recently, uh, last month. And it's NWA Hard Times uh, 3. Yeah. I thought this was the culmination of, uh, of everything that just went down. And also... It had 16 matches, 16 matches. It was way too long. I mean, it was even longer than the typical AEW pay-per-view. It, it was so unnecessarily long. A uh, terrible match with Camille and Chelsea Green and Kylie King. And and obviously the, the one that pisses me off so much, Tyrus winning the, the World Heavyweight Championship, the NWA World title. And... Uh, you know, as much as like you know, Trevor Murdoch and Matt Cardona, they they can't they can't even save this one. So yeah, just just 
good goodness gracious awful event um, in hard times three okay guys I would literally pay again to watch GCW, that event that David told me about, instead of sitting down and watching Hard Times 3 from the NWA, because that is my choice as well, Jake. <laughs> enough said. Like, enough said. Fair one, <laughs> there Worst TV show is our next category. For me, it's, it's I'm going to say it again. It's NWA Power. Just It's just, just nothing much going on in that show anymore. And they took away the best theme song. Just like into the fire uh, as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean they took away that song, uh, the intro, and I love that song. And you know, and say what you want about Jim Cornette, but you know he, I mean he helped when when it first started. He helped make that make that show worthwhile. And they could and, have edited that joke. They could have edited the old time joke out. And they chose yeah. to leave it in. They chose to leave it in, and a lot of backstage problems as well, especially in the last couple of years. You know, David Lagana leaving is in production, and and obviously the stuff with Cornette just uh, Cornette just, uh, just going off the rails. And and they could, yeah, they could have just like you know just edited that out, but you know just they they just didn't have the foresight of what was going to happen. So yeah, I mean yeah, NWA power for me, David. Um, short and sweet. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. You know what? I'll just go ahead and tip my hat to you guys. NWA Power is my worst show of the year. There you go. Enough said. <laughs> All right. And a couple more categories and we'll wrap it up. The worst announcer of 2022. David. Wow. Um, I've got to be honest. I'm still not a fan and I think he talks too much. And I would go with Excalibur. But the one who he's not an announcer but well, he is now actually. Sorry. Um, okay. Yeah, I can't stomach him. I cannot stomach him. That's just pure personal. Um, I can't stomach him at any point. I'll put a WWE pay per view on, put the pre show on, and he's normally on that, and it's done me. I can't watch it. I literally <laughs> cannot listen to him. So there you go. That's my choice. <laughs> All right, Sean. Okay, Shaggy Duck Duck Quack Quack. It's Booker T. I mean, I <laughs> yeah, love him as a professional show. wrestler, but. Him as a commentary <laughs> person on NXT, he was better at Impact as Chet Lemon. We discussed yeah. that last week, and you're right, Sean. Shucky, shucky, da- uh, quack, quack uh, for me, Booker T. He just he just phones it in these days, and uh, yeah. yeah, happy for him that he had a reaction with Roxanne Perez, but he just I don't think he even knows what's going on. Uh, he he probably doesn't even know where he is in NXT. So yeah, and uh, yeah, our next, which leads us to our next uh, category, which is worst announced team. Uh, it's it's Booker T and Vic Joseph in NXT. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's an obvious choice there. I mean, you know, Vic Joseph, God bless him. Uh, but, uh, he, yeah, he's still pretty green, uh, in terms 100%. of like, you no know, play by play, uh, as well for me. hundred percent, Jake. Good shout. Exactly. That yeah. was much, which gentlemen. Grade one of a category. And it's what the hell did I just watch? A lot of different choices here, gentlemen. Wow. Um, wow. Just like a generalization of what you saw in professional wrestling. <sighs> I think the, I think I'll be honest. And for me, it would be the all out uh, presser, post presser, because you, as, as as deep as we are as in, in fandom, martyrdom, whatever you want to call it, because I don't see Mark as an insult, I never have done, you, you guessed at what he was talking about, but it was compulsive and uncomfortable viewing. And I look at Tony, and Tony was uncomfortable during that, and that for me is like, whoa, hang on. What have I just seen? And then obviously it went further and, you know, it became the situation that we know now. Yeah, kind of unfortunate. Um, uh, can't can't disagree with that. But as far as as far as that, uh, that was bad. Uh, it didn't really give me like a huge stench or gave me like a, a like a sour taste in my mouth. Like Stephanie McMahon on Smackdown leading the thank you Vince chant uh, right after all the allegations went out uh, about Vince McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's in that in that one smackdown and just like just just make it so cringeworthy uncomfortable to watch so i'm going to pick that moment right there jake do you not think vince is innocent then oh well <laughs> pretty obvious nothing nothing else to be said sorry <laughs> well gentlemen i would back um jake here and also say uh, Arnold mentioned to Vincent Man coming out and just basically going then, now, and forever. But I did make another choice. My choice is Stokely Halfway climbing the ladder, getting the poker chip, and somehow winning a match that he wasn't in to give it to MJF. Yeah, that's a good choice there. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, 
pretty pretty weird there. And there you go, guys. That is the 2022 Winston Awards. Uh, before we end here, guys, thank you guys so much. And before we go, um, let's make it. Let's turn around and end in a positive note here. What would you say was the biggest story of 2022? I mean, though it was a very newsworthy uh, year in professional wrestling. I mean, some would say the all-out press conference. But for me, I got to say it was like Vince McMahon finally getting out of uh, finally put in the pasture uh, from WWE and uh, uh, not being the lead guy anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that, Jake. It's bigger than the all out thing, because that will become, you know, the, the new yesterday's fish and chip wrappers. Whereas Vince, you know, whatever you think of Vince, he's been at the helm of the biggest wrestling company that we'll ever know. Um, and yeah, him, him, him actually finally standing down. For whatever reason, um, let's leave it at that at this point, you know, is is the most newsworthy thing. And, you know, and let's let's hope and it looks like it's probably for the better. Yeah, definitely agree with you that. And we're still seeing some lasting effects of it, uh, too. So some news coming out of that story as well. Uh, how about you, Sean? Well, Jake, I'm going to agree with you and David. I feel like the investment man leaving WWE is probably going to be the biggest story in wrestling in the 21st century. But for right now, this probably is the biggest story of this year. And I'll leave it at that. All right. Perfect end to uh, give it out, guys. Sean, end the show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, before we go, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas on behalf of Radio Free Professional Wrestling. Me, Jake, and David could not be here without you guys listening each and every week. And we appreciate you so much. Jake, where can we find you on the Information Superhighway? Thank you so much. Merry Christmas to all y'all. To our, fa- to our great fans out there. Hope you enjoy with your families and friends. You can follow me at Jake Allenar and on Twitter and at jakeallenar.mp4 on Instagram to get all my takes of whatever random crap is out there. D Brightly 6 on Twitter, big, at Big Duds. David J Brightly on Facebook. Ladies and gentlemen, as an OG, have a great Christmas. Thank you so, so much for your support over the year. And whatever happens in 2023, may your God go with you. And thank you guys, David and Sean, for... Uh, inviting me into the into, into the network. I mean, I, I, my, as a rookie here, uh, it's been it's been a wonderful experience. Ladies and gentlemen, please follow Radio Free Professional Wrestling on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Radio Free PW. And until we see you in 2023, ladies and gentlemen, David, Jake, stay stunning, brother. Ho ho ho. <laughs> this is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcast and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.